Today's daf is Bavakama daf Lamites. We are at the Mishnah, three lines from the top of daf Lamites Omedal. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael, Hanesunim Batzara Uveshivya. So the topic of today's daf is going to be the shor of a cheres shoyte v'katan that shtoises. Chayiv or Potter. And really, today's daf is a continuation of yesterday's daf, which discussed a sharshal hektish, a sharshal knani, a sharshal kuti. So may inyan le inyan very much ba'oisay inyan. Today's daf will discuss the shor of a cheres shoyte v'katan. Zok de Mishnah, sharshal pikeach, a shor that belonged to a pikeach. Shenogach sharshal cheres shoyte v'katan chayiv. So, if a pikeach, meaning someone that's not a cherashoit of a katan, who owns a shar, his shar, shtoises, the shar of a cherashoit of a katan, the halacha is that the pikeach is going to be responsible. Vishal cherashoit of a katan, shenogach, shar shal pikeach pater. If, however, a cherashoit or katan owns a shar, and that shar, shtoises, a shar of a pikeach, in that instance, the halach is the cherashoit of a katan, respectively, are going to be pater. Zokta Mishnah Vaiter, shar shal cherashoit of a katan, shenogach, if a cherashoit of a katan has a shar, and that shar, shtoises, bezdin mamidin lohen aputra. This Bezdin will appoint an apotropis, meaning a supervisor, someone with power of attorney, and people will testify in the presence of the apotropis that the shar of the cherashite of a cotton shtoist, and as a result of that edos, now the shar of the cheres shayt of a katan is in fact going to be chayef. Now, it's impossible to understand this Mishnah without learning the Gemara, but the Gemara's first question is going to be that the two statements that the Mishnah just made seem to blatantly contradict themselves. First, the Mishnah said, the shar of a cheres shayt of a katan shenogach potter, and then the Mishnah says, shar shal cheres shayt of a katan shenogach you're not just potter. Bezdin appoints an apotropist. This apotropist's job is to make sure that whoever needs to get paid is going to get paid. So is the shar of a cheres shayt of a katan shenogach potter or is it not potter? We'll see in the Gemara. What happens if you had a shar that shtoist? It shtoist several times when it was in the possession of the cheres shayt of a katan. Now the cheres is no longer a cheres. The shayt had a Yeshua. The katan became bar mitzvah. Says the Mishnah, Now, the first time that the shtar shtois is in that status, it's going to be treated not like a shara muid, but rather it's going to be treated like a shartam. Meaning, even though this shtar shtois already several times, but being that when it shtois, it was in the possession of a cherashite vakatan, and now it's no longer in the possession of the cherashite vakatan, because the cherish that was is no longer, and the shaita that was is no longer, the katan became bar mitzvah. So now the first time that the shar shtois is chazal vitamusai, we look at it as a shartam. Divi Rameir, that is the position of Rameir, Rabbi Yoisi, Yoimir, Rabbi Yoisi says, Harehu no, once a muad is always going to be a muad, and even though the status of the owner of the star changed, that has nothing to do with the actual shark. What's the hezber in that machloikis? We'll also see in the Gemara. And then finally, shorho itzteden, the infamous shorho itzteden. So what's a shorho itzteden? That's a star that plays in the stadium. But this shar is of the rodeo fame, and it's trained to kill. That's what it does. It 
engaged in bullfighting, sometimes against other shvarim, sometimes against people. So says the Mishnah, in the event that it kills a person, where ordinarily the din would be, but in this instance, if it killed a person, not because it was simply but rather it happened in the context of the stadium, in that instance, Misa Shinemat's learned out from Xerus Akosov, Kiyigach Veloy Sheyagicho. Either way, that last line, Sharha Itzdadin, is uh, one line in a Mishnah, which is Miotakamos, but it's Roifa Echos, and it's something that the Ezra Hashem later this week we're going to really go into. But for now, the topic of today's daf is what? The topic of the majority of the Mishnah was, and that is the Shar of a Cheresh Shaitavakotan. So, what's the recap? Shor shal pikeach, that's nogach a shor shal cheresh shoyit of a cotton, that's easy, you're chayev. Shor of a cheresh shoyit of a cotton, that's a little confusing. First the Mishnah said that if it's shtois is potter, and then the Mishnah said, bezdin mamidun lehen apotropis, umeidin lehen bifnei apotropis, which sounds like just because it belongs to a cheresh shoyit of a cotton doesn't mean that this shor is fear game and it can just run around recklessly causing but to the contrary, Bezdin appoints an apotropist whose job it is going to be, Luchura, to watch the Shar. And if the apotropist doesn't watch the Shar, then Luchura, there's going to be a Chiyav. But if that's what that part of the Mishnah means, then how do you reconcile Potter yet at the same time, Bezdin Mamidon Lehen Apotropist? So the Gemara is going to ask this question, albeit in a slightly wordy way. Says the Gemara, Ha Gufa Kasha, Amrit, you said in the Mishnah, Shar shall Kherashayt Vakadon Chenagach, Shar shall be Keach, Potter, Alma, you see from here, in Bezdin. You see from here that Bezdin will not appoint an apotropis for a short time for the Nizik to be able to collect Migufoy, meaning from the Gufa Shar. Now, nobody said anything about a short time, but this is a good point that the Rishonim speak out in our sugyo more than once, and that is Stam Shar that's mentioned above a Kama is talking about a short time. A Shar has to Shtaik. To become a Shara Mu'ud. So, Minastam, we assume what all Shvarim are, and that is, there is Shartam. So, the Mishnah that said, Shar shall Cherashait Vakan Shanagach, Shar shall Pikeach Potter, which presumably is talking about a Shartam, is suggesting, Lechaira, that your Potter meaning, ain't best, the Mamidan Apetropis, to be Goiva Migufai, which is the way a Shartam pays. But Amos Seifa says, the Gemara, take a look at the next part of the Mishnah. Shoshal Cherashait Vakan Shanagach, best in Mamidan Len Apatropis, Umi Eden Lahem Bifne Apatropis. Alma, what do you see from there? That Mamidan Lahem Apatropis, Litam, Likvois Migufai. In other words, a wordy way of asking the obvious question that you have two lines in the Mishnah that contradict each other. On the one hand, the Mishnah seems to say that. The shor of a cherashayit of a cotton is potter, meaning bezin doesn't appoint an apotropis, potter as in potter. And then the Mishnah says, no, bezin's mamidin lehen apotropis. So which one is it? Is the shor of a cherashayit of a cotton potter, or is it chayit? Now the Gemara just added one piece, and that is that we're talking about a shor tam, so that the steer is, is the shor tam of a cherashayit of a cotton potter, or is the shor tam of a cherashayit of a cotton chayit? Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, Rava said, Hachitani, this is the way you have to read the Mishnah. Vim huchseku nagchonim. If the shar became huchsak, that it's a nagchon, 
Ma'midin lehen apetropis. Then Bezdin will appoint an apetropis. Umaidin lehen befnei apetropis. And will say edos in the presence of the apetropis. Umashfin alohu muid to establish this shara as being a muid. Dechihada v'nagach. So that if it shtoises again, l'shalom aliyah will pay min aliyah. In other words, the two parts of the Mishnah that seem to contradict each other are not a contradiction. You know why? It's talking about two different types of shvarim. The first line that says, Shor shal cheresh chaytavakot and shenagach pater is talking about a short time. And the next line that says, Bezdem amid and lahen apetropis is talking about a shor hamuit. So the short time of a cheresh chaytavakot and pater as it relates to the shor hamuit, then already chayet. Now the washing of the Gemara was that the short time is pater, meaning we don't do anything. Once it's Huchsak that this shar is a shtoiser, so then Bezdin appoints an apotropis, Umeidun lehem befnei apotropis, we make it into a muid, and when it's a muid, at that point, you're going to pay Nezik Shalom. So there's an important toisvist that's in the gay of Pashim Shan in the Gemara. It's toisvist Dibura Maschal vim Huchsakunak Khanim. I'll just speak out toisvist about that. So toisvist says a few things. First of all, when we say that this shar went from being not huchzak to be a nakhan, to now it's huchzaku nakhanim, it doesn't necessarily mean that it happened three times. It doesn't necessarily mean that it happened in the traditional way that a shartam becomes a huchzak nakhan, as in the regular Bavakama way. As soon as Bezdin feels that this shar is a little out of the ordinary, at that point Bezdin is going to appoint an apotropos. That's the first thing. The second thing, which is even more critical, is even after we establish this shar, now as being a huchzik nakhan, and we appoint an apotropis, so the meter starts running from now. Meaning, if the shar now will shtois three times, that's when the shar is going to be a shar amud. Meaning, we're not going to be mitztarif the negichas that this shar had before we appointed the apotropis to the negichas that it's going to do now to say, oh, as soon as I get my three, now it's a shar amud, now you're going to be chayev. So we literally start from scratch. So, minastam, the shor of the cherashoy tvekot and shenogach is potter. No apetropis. We not mechayev the cherashoy tvekot. The minute Bezdin starts being suspicious that something's going on, could be it's because it shtoys three times, it could be for some other reason. At that point, Bezdin's going to appoint an apotropis. Once Bezdin appoints an apotropis, now, if the shor is going to shtoys once, twice, three times, it becomes a muid, that's when you're going to pay, and you're going to pay Nezek Shalom. So the Shor of Echer Shoy Tvekotten is never going to pay Chatzin Nezek. The only thing it would ever pay is Nezek Shalom. When will it pay Nezek Shalom? Pashib Shad in the Gemara, the way Tosis explains it, is once it was Huchsak, we appointed an Apotropis, it shtoys three times, which is what a Shor always needs to do in order to become a mood and to be Chayiv Nezek Shalom. At that point, we're going to be Mechayiv then Nezek Shalom. So what's the short answer to the steer in the Mishnah? The short answer is Shartam Sharmuid. Shartam Potter, Sharmuid Chai. When you Chai Sharmuid, you have to learn the Stoisphis and go through the Gemara. But that's the short answer. Shartam Potter, Sharmuid Chai. What's the difference? Mali Shartam, Mali Sharmuid. So Rashi in the Mishnah said two Pshatim. One Pshat Rashi says in the Mishnah is that Shartam is Mishalim Yigufai. Sharmuid. Is Mishalem Minualia, Metaf Sodeo, or Metaf Karma Yashalem. A Cheres Shoit of a Katan does not have to forego his Metaltolin for Nizokin, but his Karkat, that yes. And in fact, in the world of Nechse Yusoimim, Rashi says you find Nafkeminis between the Nechse Metaltolin of Yusoimim 
and the nixay karka of Yusayman, nixay karka on the shubin, nixay metaltalana. So in Dine Apatropis, there are nafkiminas between an Apatropis having to give over the karka versus having to give over the metaltalan. So as it relates to a short time, who's Mishalem only Megufoy. So that means the Tashlumans coming from the Guf Hashar. Ashar is Metaltalin. You don't pay Mina Metaltalin. So therefore, you're going to be Potter. As opposed to when it comes to the Sharamuid, who pays Mina Aliyah. And Mina Aliyah means even Karka. That's what it says in the Torah. Metav Sadeo, Metav Karka. No, Yishalim is Metaltalin. Aliyah, so that was discussed in the Sugi of Meitav way back in the beginning of the Masechda. But the point is that for sure the Karka is Meshubit. If the Karka is Meshubit, it's for that reason you're going to be chayv. Rashi says another shot that he doesn't like, and that is that it could be the Chilik is, according to the Manda Omar, that holds that Palganiska Knossa. So, Tam pays Chatzinezek, but Chatzinezek of Knas. Because really, stam shvarim bechaskashimurkaimi, as opposed to muud, which pays nazak shalim. That's regular chiyav nazak, and a shara muud is something you have to watch. It could be we're not mechayev the shara cherashayt vakatan the knas, but we are going to be mechayev the chiyav moment. But either way, the short answer is shara shal cherashayt vakatan as it relates to a tam. Not why not pashib shah because it's b'shalim igufa, and you're not taking away from the guf. As opposed to a muud, then already you're going to be chayev. Either way, so when the shara right out of the gate, Potter. No one's had. Once Bezdin feels that this shah is a little bit off, Bezdin appoints an apotropis. From the time we appoint an apotropis, now if the shah is going to shtois three times, now you're going to have to pay, and you have to pay Menalia. Says the Gemara, Menalia's ma. When we say that the apotropis pays Menalia, who's actually writing this check? Is the apotropis the one that's writing the check? Or are the Yisoyimim the ones that are writing the tracks? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechon, I'm an Aliyah Yisoyimim. Rabbi Yechon had said that it comes from the Yisoyimim. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina, Amar. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina, said, Aliyah's Apotropos. That it comes from the Apotropos. Meaning, is it the Yisoyimim, the Cherashayt of Akotan, or is it the Apotropos? Says the Gemara, me, I'm Rabbi Yechon, and Hachi. Could it be the Rabbi Yechon and said that you're supposed to take from the Yisoyimim? I'm Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Asi. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Asi, in the Skok and Linux, the Yisoyimim, Elam Kain Ribbis, Hechelis, and the only time you ever go after Nixa Yisoyimim is if Ribbis is eating out of them. Meaning, if a man dies, he leaves over Yisoyimim. And the Yisoyimim owed somebody money. So we don't collect the Chayv from the Yisoyimim. We wait till these Yisoyimim get older, and at that point, we're going to collect the Chayv. Unless he's paying some ridiculous interest. At that point, if the Ribbis is a Chalas by him, it's literally eating out of everything, so then we're going to write a check. This is the sheet of Ravasi. Rabbi Yechem, Rabbi Yechem, said, by Ribbis. We would go after the Nichse Yisoyimim, meaning we would take either for a by Ribbis, like we just said, another case where we would do this would be for a Ksubas Isha. So where is this Nagaya? This is Nagaya. If a man dies, he leaves over an Almon, he leaves over Yisoyimim. So the Allah is Almon and Yisoyimim, Menechse Yisoyimim. The Almon gets supported from the state of the Yisoyimim until she gets her Ksuba. Once she gets her Ksuba, even when she's Tevei or Ksuba, at that point, she loses out. So what we'll sometimes do is we'll Dafka pay the Ksuba from the Nixa Yisoyimim. It's like this, the Almon stops getting supported because again, it's eating out of the Karen. And if Bezdin feels like this is a little bit too much, then we're not going to Say, oh, it's Nixi Yisoyimim, we don't want to go in and take any money. No, it's for the benefit of the Yisoyimim, so this is something that we're going to do. But what's the cash? The cash is the Rabbi Yochanan himself said that there's only two times we'll ever go into Nixi Yisoyimim. Either for Shtar Sheyesh by Ribis or for Ksub But other than that, we never go into the Nixi Yisoyimim. So the cash is, how could Rabbi Yochanan say that when we appoint the Apotropos for the Cheresh Shoyt of a Katan, 
And now we're Mishalem and Aliyah, assuming the Shar became a Shar Amuid. It's from the Aliyah of the Yisraelim. That's what Rabbi Yochanan said, right? Rabbi Yochanan said it's from the Aliyah of the Apatropis. But Rabbi Yochanan said it comes from the Yisraelim. How could Rabbi Yochanan say it comes from the Yisraelim? We never take anything from Yisraelim. Now, just to be clear, the Mishnah was talking about a Cherashayit for cotton, and now all of a sudden we pivoted to talk about Yisraelim. It's because this cotton obviously is a Yasim. If the cotton wasn't a Yasim, then Bezin wouldn't appoint an Apatropis, right? then there would be a father. He probably wouldn't even have any possessions because the father would be employed. So the cotton part of the Cherashayit of a cotton, the shore is talking about where this cotton is a yasim. And if you see that you're taking it from the cotton, that means you're taking it from the assignment. It has that shnim, which it is Rabbi Yechanan, who holds that you never go to Nechzi assignment with the exception of so the Gemara says the best answer, Eipach. Just flip it around. You have a steer in Rabbi Yechonon? No worries. Say, Rabbi Yechonon, I'm a Malias Apatrops. And Rabbi Yechonon is the one who holds that we take from Apatrops. Rabbi Yechonon, she tosses, you never go to the next assignment. Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechonon, I'm a Malias assignment. As Rabbi Yechonon, that said, you take it from the assignment. Oh, my Rabbi. So Rabbi heard this terrorist and he said like this, Mishum de Kashat, Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechonon, Mashvis Leid, Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechonon, Taya. You have a steer, Rabbi Yechonon. So therefore, you're making Rabbi Yechonon, Atayah, making a mistake. In other words, Rav thought for sure whoever holds that you take it from the assignment got the answer right. Whoever says you're taking it from the apotropis is the one that got it wrong. And therefore he said, you're going to go ahead and you're going to make an apoch so that Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina is going, fakert. Whoever says that you took it, that you take it from the assignment got it right. And whoever says you took it, take it from the apotropis got it wrong. So Rav says to answer a serious Rabbi Yochanan, you're going to make Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, into a toy, give him the wrong position. Meaning, the original Gersa that we had, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, got it right. You have a problem with Rabbi Yochanan, so you're making an apoch, which is helping Rabbi Yochanan, but it's coming on the back of Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina. Now, what's so schwer? I mean, someone's making a mistake, right? It's either Rabbi Yochanan or Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina. But the Gemara says, no, because Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, Dayano, he was a Dayan. And he was meaning he was someone that really got to the bottom of these things. So there's no question in the world that Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, Shita is what we think it is. And that is that you take it from the Aliyah of the Apotropos. Now, if that's the case, and we're not making an Epoch, we have a serious Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan says he takes it from the Yisraelim. I, I thought Rabbi Yechanan says the only time you ever take from the Yisraelim is for Shtar Sheesh Bei Ribbis, Uksubas Ishos. Rabbi said, Eloyum, like Tepoch, don't make it Tepoch. Umazik Shani. You have to say this is different. Meaning, if Yisraelim and Yarshin uh, loan, and now the loan is outstanding, or they have some sort of liability, some sort of obligation, so we're not going to just go take it from them. We're going to wait until they get older, and at that point, we're going to address it. But they, if they have a Shor HaMazik, which is a clear and present danger to all the people around them, so there, we're not going to make Cheshbonus. You know, well, wait, the kid will be Bar Mitzvah in four and a half years, and then we'll deal with this Shor. I mean, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. So being that there's a Mazik that's running around, that's causing damage, so it's for that reason, Mazik Shani, over here, it's going to be different. But the bottom line is, is we have a machloikis between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yosef Rabchanina with regards to the Shor Shal Cherashayit of Akatan, where it was already established that this Shor is a character. Thus, we appointed an apotropist. It starts three times. Now it's a Shor Amuid. So we're willing to take payment now. And the question was, who do we take the payment from? Who writes the check? 
Does the apotropis write the check or did the assignment write a check? And even though there is an idea that we never take from the assignment, Mazak Shani, here we're going to take from the assignment. But still, a machloikis. You take it from the assignment, you take it from the apotropis. Rabbi Yechon says you take it from the assignment, and Rabbi Yechon said you take it from the apotropis. So the Gemara now is going to explain the two respective shittas. Now, from learning a little bit of Bavakama, what would we think? Should the apotropis be responsible or should the assignment be responsible? So the Muslim region, you would say the assignment should be responsible. Why? It's theirs. If your moment is mazik, you're responsible. But the truth is that the Muscharish and really the Apotropos should be responsible. And this is based on some raid that we spoke about early in the Masechta when we talked about the Chakira Hayadua. And that is the definition of ownership when it comes to Niske Momin is not who has title. The definition of ownership is who has the responsibility to watch it. And there's really two big makaris for this. Number one, shaymrim. Talach is that if someone's a shaymer, you're a shayl, you borrow someone's shar, and now the shar damages, you, the shayl, are responsible. It's not yours. You're just the borrower. You have certain rights in it. But talach is that the shaymer, whoever's watching, he's always the one that's achroi. So you say, Maris, whoever has the obligation to watch, he's the one that's responsible. So Niske Momin is defined not by who the owner is in terms of could you be Mekadosh Anisha with this, but based on who's the one that asks Chiyuvei Shmira. Another example of this is the mission in the beginning of Parakat Koinis that says, listen, that if a Ganev would come and he would steal somebody's shah, then the shah would mazik, it's the Ganev that would be Chayev. Why is the Ganev Chayev? It's not his. He has a Chiyuvei Atshava. The Teretz is, but once you take it, so it's in your resource, it's Shmiros and Alecha. You're the one that has to watch and whoever is the one that has to watch it, so he's the one that's a chroy. Now, who's the one that was appointed to watch the shar? Bezdem Amidon Lohen Apotropos. So to the extent the Apotropos is the one that has the Chi of Shmira, even though technically it's not theirs, really they should be chai. So again, Muscha Rishon, you would say for sure the Yisayman. But Muscha Sheni, which is really the right Muscha, it's not the Yisayman, but rather it should be the apotrop, stating that we have a machloikis over here. So now we have to understand the machloikis. So the Gemara says like this, Rabbi Yechonon says that the apotropis is going to write a check straight out of the estate of the assignment. Why? Because if you're going to tell me that the apotropis should pay, which is what you would think, knowing a little bit of the lumbus of Avakamo, people are not going to want to be an apotropis. And if people are not going to want to be an apotropis, everybody's going to lose. Rabbi Yechonon said, you take the money from the apotropis because at the end of the day it's the apotropis's responsibility but even he says a chiddush he says but when the yisoyimim are going to get older then they're going to get reimbursed at the end of the day the yisoyimim everyone agrees is going to end up writing the check even though they're not the ones that should because the apotropis is the one that had the chiv shmir and he's really the one that should be responsible the machloikis is whether the apotropis fronts the money, or even while these Yisayimim Maktan, and we go to the Nixi Yisayimim and we take the money, and this is really totally in just the psychology. Mimni Avdi, or no, we're not worried, Mimni Avdi. And by the way, this idea, Mimni Avdi, is something that's discussed in Mesech Tizkit and Dachmumbez. That's the sugya that talks barichos about the apotropis, and a lot of laws that govern Dine apotropis were predicated on this idea of Mimni Avdi. It was considered a very critical part of for people to be willing to be the apotropos and therefore Chazal went out of the way to make it as easy as possible and they sometimes deviated from basic 
simply to incentivize, or at the very least, not disincentivize people from wanting to take the shtelah. Because being the apotropish al-yuzoyimim, really, what's the upside? So who needs it? The teretz is, it was very, very important, and it's obviously a big mitzvah, and to make sure that people would not want to refrain from it, so we looked away from certain halach is a classic example. The apotropis and hilchis bavakam is really achrai. Bezdin appoints you to watch it, then you're the bailim as it relates to niskei momen. Oh, but because of a mimni v'loyavdi, the Yisrael Magi be responsible. And you see in the Gemara, even Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina that says, me'aliyaz apetropis, even he it's moida. V'chaisnu v'nefram and ayasoyimim l'chiyigadli. Either way. So what's the recap of Amit Aleph? It's very, very simple. The recap is, shor shachar eshoit v'katon is pater, and shor shachar eshoit v'katon is chayev. How could that be? Shor Tam is Pater, Shor Amur is Chayef. And what does it mean, Shor Amur is Chayef? It means once we establish the Shor as being a Nakhan, we appoint an Apotropis. If it Shtoisis three times in the presence of the Apotropis, now it becomes a Shor Amur, and now ready, you're going to pay Nazak Shalim. What's the Pashat Chilak between a Shor Tam and a Shor Amur? Rashi said, the Pshat that he prefers, because Shor Tam is Meshalim Igufai, as opposed to a Shoramuid that's Mishalim from Metav Sadeu or Metav Kami. Stating that, the Gemara is going to say now that this that we took for granted throughout Ahmed Aleph, that a Shoratam that's Mishalim Igufoy, for sure Bestin does not appoint an Apotropis, and for sure the Cherishite for Cotton is going to be Potter. Really, it's the Machloikish Shnuya. Now everybody agrees with this. As we're going to see now, it's a Machloikish Tanam. Zok the Gemara, Mamidin Lehen Apotropin. Whether or not we would appoint an apotropis, even for a short time to be goyva migufay, that's really a machloikis tanam. So, Ahmed Aleph, we took for granted that we wouldn't, but in earnest, it's a machloikis tanam. The Tanya, we learned in a brisa, and this brisa that the Gemara is going to quote is not a mafurisha brisa. Right? So, sometimes the Gemara says tanoi, it's like a mafurisha brisa. It's black and white. This is not like a Tanya Namihachi, black and white type of brisa. This is a brisa that's a little bit ambiguous. But it's saying something, and we're going to sort of back into this is probably what's going on in this price. Shor shen is charshu bailov, a shor whose owner is a cheresh. Veshen is statu bailov, or the owner is a shaita. Veshoch bailov in the Bedina Sayyam, or the bailov in the Bedina Sayyam. Yehuda ben Akusa Amar, Sumchis. Yehuda ben Akusa said in the name of Sumchis, Harei hu betamusoi, achneyo idu boi befnei bailov. This shor will remain a shor tam until the... Bailam will be in a state where we could be made in the presence of the Bailam that you know your shar is a troublemaker. The Chachamim say, No, we don't wait for the owner to be in a position where you could be made Bifnei HaBailam. But we'll proactively go and appoint an Apotropis, you're made Bifnei Apotropis, and you're going to be responsible. The Brisa continues and says, Nispaka HaCheresh, Nishtafa HaShoifta, or What happens if the Cheresh, the Shoita, had a Yeshua, the Kotan became a Gadol, or this person that went to Medina Sayyam, he returned. Again, a Machlaikis. Who the Benakusa said the name of Sumchis? It goes back to being a Tam. Till we made again Bethnei Bailim three times, that's when it would become a Mu'ad. Rabbi Yoisi said, that no, once 
this shor was already a muid, even though now the ownership changed, it's going to remain a shor amu. It's again an ambiguous price, so the Gemara is going to do what it does. So again, the price began and said that you have a shor shen eschar shu bayilov, shen eshtatu bayilov, shalcho bayilov, medina sayom, Yehuda ben Akusa said in the name of Sumchis, harei hu bitamusai atche yeidu boi bifnei habayilam. And the Gemara wants to know, what do those words even mean? Now, the hint would be the Chachamim said, Mamidin lehen apotropin, umaidin behen befnei apotropin. So the Chachamim say, We appoint an apotropis and we're made in the presence of the apotropis. But Sumcha says, No. Hareu betamusai, achi yidu boi befnei abayim. So the Gemara says, What does that mean? Ilem, it doesn't mean doloi miyayit klal. Doesn't mean that this shar will never be a shar amud. Meaning, you need to wait for the bayim to return. Right? Either to return by not being a cherish and a shaita, or to return physically. Coming from Medina Sayyah. Is that what it means, right? That's what it sounds like it means, but it can't be. You know why? Because I'm midiktan, he's safe for Tamusai. Because what did Sumcha say in the Sefer? Sumcha said in the Sefer that now that the owner is no longer Cheres Shaita, the Katan, or if the owner comes back from Medina Sayyah, so what's the halacha? Chazal Tamusai, it goes back to being a Tam, meaning you start the meter all over again. So what do you see from the Lashen? Of Chazal Litamusay, Mechlal Deiayit. It means that it had become a muad. So the shor became a muad. So when we say Harehu Betamusay, it doesn't mean that it doesn't become a muad. It blibes a tam the whole time. Because if what it means is that it blibes a tam, then how could you say that when it's no longer Cherashayit Vakatan, now it's Chazal? It doesn't have to be chaza to anything. It never left the status of being a tam. What does hareu betamusai mean? It means hareu betmimusai. What it means is that we're going to keep the animal intact, meaning, little shtikl it's not going to pay chazi nezek, which is migufai, so that if you're not giving up from the goof, it's going to remain a common because there's no one that has any hands inside the goof of this animal. Alma, if that's what Sumchas is saying, you see that Sumchas holds, that we're not meaning we're going to appoint an apotropist when we have to, and we're going to be made in the presence of the apotropist, and we're going to establish this shay as a shayamuid if that's what needs to be. Harebe Tamusa doesn't mean we don't make it into a shayamuid. Harebe Tamusa means that throughout this process of it being a shor tam and steiging to become a shor amud, you're never paying chatzin nezek migufay, so the guf is intact, there's no shutif, there's no yuchlat, there's no yusham, there's no one who has any piece of this guf, and as a result, hareu bit mimusay. If that's what Sumchis holds, and the chachamim achoylik, then the chachamim oim ramidin apetropos, ramidin apetropos, apetropos, alma they obviously hold, ramidin apetropos, ladam, ligvais migufay. Obviously, they're choylik, and they hold that we're going to take, and we're going to appoint the apetropos, even for the shor tam. In other words, it was a machloikis, sumchis, and the chacham wasn't clear what the machloikis was. At first glance, the simplest reading of the Braisa would have been that they're arguing whether we're maimed in apotropis or we're not maimed in apotropis. Are we maimed in apotropis in maybe the way the Mishnah said it on Amad Aleph, that once it's Huxik Nakhan and it's Toysis three times, then you'll pay Nazak Shalim or are we not? But the rest of that can't be what the machloikis is because sumchis is the one that says we don't, and sumchis says that at some point this shor is going to be a shor amud. How do I know that? Because he says that when the cherishayit v'katan is no longer cherishayit v'katan, it's chazal etamusay. So obviously at some point it became a shor amud. If that's the case, the machlekes can't be mamidah lehem apetropis with regards to treating it like a shor amud. Because everyone holds that mamidah lehem apetropis as it relates to treating it like a shor amud. 
The shaila is later if it's going to go back to being a tam. But for sure, as it's happening, we're going to treat it like a mood. So what then is the sh- machlokes? The machlokes must be whether mamidin lan apetropis with regards to being mishalim chatsi nazik megufai. How do you read it in Sumchas' words? Not a rehu betamusai, but a rehu betamimusai. The guf is intact because there's no chatsi nazik megufai. And if that's the case, that the chum that hold mamidin lan apetropis means even as a shartam. Bottom line is, you see mafurish that this that we took for granted on the as relates to a shartam for sure. We're not going to appoint an apetropis. Really, this is something that's a machloikis. Says the Gemara of a sefer of a mikomiflagi. What is the machloikis in the sefer? Now, the Sefer discuss that after Bezdin already appointed an Apotropos, we established the Shtar as being a Shtar Amuid. Now it started Shtois, and now the Cherish Shnei Tavakotan is no longer a Cherish Shnei Tavakotan. We don't need Apotropos anymore. And now it Shtois is that very first time. Do we treat it like a Shtar Amuid? Do we treat it like a, a Shtar Ta? What's that Machloikis Talian? Now, that Machloikis was mentioned in the Braiso. It was the second Machloikis. Yehuda Ben Akusa said in the name of Sumchis that when... The Cherishite of a cotton are no longer Cherishite of a cotton. The first time it's Shtois is what's the halacha Chaza letamusai. And Rabbi Yossi said, you know, once it's a muid, we're always going to treat it like a muid. Now, this machloikis we also had in our Mishnah. The Mishnah mentioned it as a machloikis between Ramein and Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi Lushitase. The same Rabbi Yossi in the Brysa is the same Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah that says once it's a muid, it's always going to be a muid. In our Mishnah, it was Rameir. In the Brysa, it's Yehuda ben Akusa. In the name of Sumchis, who, by the way, was a Talmud Muvig of Rameir. But the bottom line is, what is the Hesper in the safe of the Brysa, which is also the safe of the Mishnah, right? So this, we're getting two for the price of one. We're going to explain the Brysa, but we're also going to explain the Mishnah. What is the Machloikis? So the Gemara says, Rishus Mishana Ikebeinayu. The Machloikis is when a Shar changes ownership from one person to another person. Do we say that now the status of the shar it goes back? We reset all the settings, right? So now all of a sudden, shar was born a shar time, it becomes a shar time again, or no? Just because the rishus was mishana, why should that change? Sumchasava, sumchasols, and Rameir in the Mishnah holds rishus mishana that the rishus is mishana. Rabbi Yosi sava rishus ain't a mishana. Rabbi Yosi says we don't look at the owner. We look at the Etzim Shar. And if you look at the Etzim Shar, who cares if Ruven owns it or if Shimon owns it? Who cares if Ruven was a Cherish or he wasn't a Cherish? How does that play a role as it relates to the tendencies of the Shah? Stating that, not everybody agreed with that. Others held Rishus Mashana. And being that Rishus is Mashana, it's going to make an Afkamina. What's this Shaila Tolian, whether Rishus is Mashana or Rishus is not Mashana? So some say it's Tolian, the Machloik is on the Afchav Dalid, whether it's Yehude Tura or Yehude Gavra, but we're not going to go into that right now. More on this note. So the Bryce says, Rabbi Yaakov has to pay Chatzin Ezek. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yaakov, my Avidate, what Rabbi Yaakov do, right? So Rabbi Yaakov, Mishalim Chatzin Ezek. So if you read it literally, a little too literally, it sounds like Rabbi Yaakov has to pay. So the Gemara says, what did he do? Ela Rabbi Yaakov, right? Pretty simple edit. Rabbi Yaakov holds Mishalim Chatzin Ezek. You have to know what the Havamina was. But either way, says the Gemara, let's understand this Bryce. And showing Emil now, the Gemara is going to try to understand this Bryce. This will be Malava us until the light rate. But for now, the Bryce wants the Gemara wants to understand Pashup Shan in this price. Again, let's get this clear. It's so straightforward, but it's so not. Shnor Cheresh Shoyte Vekoton Shenogach. Rabbi Yaakov Oimer Mishalem Chatzinazak. Says the Gemara. What are we discussing? Bemayoskina. Ibetam. Are we talking about where this Shor Cheresh Shoyte Vekoton was a Shor Tam? Pshito. 
then it's posh it that what? That you have to pay chatzin ezek. The kuli al menami chatzin ezek with the mashalim. What's the shaywa? What else should you pay if not chatzin ezek? Now the emissary is like this. Is it pshita this halacha? Of course it's not pshita. The Mishnah holds that a shorshal cherishite of cotton never pays chatzin ezek. Good, we brought a price, so Yehuda ben Akus in the name of Sumchis. And the Chachamim maybe debated this point. But it's definitely not Pshita. But the way Rashi explains what the Gemara means to say is that to the extent we're talking about a short time, then it's Pshita that you pay Chatzinezek. So the question is, why would Rabbi Yaakov have to say Mishalim Chatzinezek? To the extent we mean short time, and here the Rishonim will speak this out again, we mentioned that Stam Shor is a Shartam, so just say Chayef. And if Rabbi Yaakov says Chayef, so obviously you see he holds that a Shart shall cherish even a Tam pays, but why does he have to say Chatzinezek? The Pshit is going on the Chatzinezek. Now, stating this, the Gemara later is going to be Chayzer a little bit from what we just said. But now, in real time, there's no other way to learn the Gemara. So the Gemara's Kasha is that if we're talking about a Shartam, Pshito, Meaning, it's posh that it pays chatzinezek. The kuli alma not the chatzinezek with the mashalim. Every shaitan pays chatzinezek, not more. So why would you think it's not chatzinezek? Even muid elamite. Maybe this is talking about a muid. Now let's see. Ida avdi leishmira. If he watched it, the owner did klal klal loy bayu leshlumi. You shouldn't have to pay anything. Vidu loy avdi leishmira. And if there was no shmir, then kuli nezek bayu shlumi. Then you shouldn't have to pay nezek shalim. So why would it be chatzinezek? Meaning, Rabbi Yaakov Oimer that yichayev what yichayev chatzinezek. If it's talking about a short time, he shouldn't have had to say Yechayev Chatzin. He should have just said, Rabbi Yaakov Chayev, you would understand, it's probably a short time, and obviously Chayev means Chatzin Ezek. And if it's a Shor Hamuid, then why Yechayev Chatzin Ezek? Either Yechayev Nezek Shalim, because you didn't do what you're supposed to do, or you're not Chayev at all. So the Gemara says like this, Oh my Rafa, Rafa said like this, a little bit of Cheshman. We're talking about a Shor Hamuid. And the cases, the Avdi Shmira Prusa, the Avdi Shmira Ula, where the owner did a Shmira Prusa. However, he did not do a Shmira Ula, so he did a Shmira. However, the Shmira that he did was not a, a good Shmira. It was a Shmira Prusa, it was like a minimal Shmira. But not the Shmira Ula, not the better Shmira. Rabbi Yaakov, Savalaki Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar, holds Sad Tamus, Ben Koymoy Metz. That every time, a Shartam goes from being a Shartam to a Shartamuid. The way we look at the Shartamuid is that he's a Tam plus. So for Chatzinezek, we view him as a Tam, and for the other Chatzinezek, we view it as a Muid. For Sava, like Rabbi Yehuda, Yaakov also holds Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar, who holds Muid Sagal Bishmir Prusa, that a Shartam has to have a Shmir Mu'ula, but counterintuitively, the Shartamuid learned. From Xeris Akasim needs to do less shmira. A shmira pchus is enough. This zavalak rabbanon, and he also holds like the rabbanon. The Amri mamidin apetropis l'tam likmois migufa. That a short time pays chatzinezek. It's even if it's in the possession of a cherishite v'kato, because bezim will appoint an apetropis l'tam likmois migufa. In other words, the Bryson said shor cherishite v'kato shenagach. Rabbi Yaakov says you have to pay chatzinezek. The kasha was either it's pshita or it makes no sense. Zok to gemara. It's not poshit and it makes sense. We're talking about where this shar was a shar hamuid. And the owner of the shar did a shmira prusa. He didn't do a shmira muud. Being that he did a shmira prusa, any damages that occur, mitzad the muud shabai is pater. However, being that all he did was a Shmir Prus, he didn't do a Shmir Mu'ula, so he's going to be chayy for the tzatam shabai. Because for a shartam, a shmira prusa is not a good shmir. Now you'll tell me, but it's not a shartam. 
the Teretz is it's because Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yehuda that Sad Tam is Koymer Medes. Every time you look at a Shar Mud, you also look at a Shar Tam and a Chapsen Afkemina in the Hilchah Shmira. Because for a Shar Tam, you have to do a Shmira Mu'ula. So for every Shar Mud, for Chatzinazik, you also have to do a, a Shmira Mu'ula. He also holds, does Rabbi Yaakov, that you pay Chatzinazik. You pay chatzin nezek mi gufoy al yidei an apetropis. Hence, you have the chi of chatzin nezek. So it's really based on three things. Again, you pay chatzin nezek. We're talking about a sharamur, because if it was a sharatam, it'd be pshita. It's talking about a sharamur. Sharamur, I thought, always pays nezek shalin. Where you did a good shmira for the tzad muud, therefore you're not chayiv to pay the tzad amur. The only tzad you're chayiv to pay for is for the tzad tam. Now, if that's the case, you're making a few assumptions, right? Number one, you're saying that the Chi of Shmir is different for the Tzad Amur than it is for the Tzad Tam. The Mood requires only a Shmir of Chusa, the Tam requires a Shmir Mula. That's true, Savalak Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that. You're also telling me that in every Shara Mood, you see up the Tam, because if that wasn't the case, that even for a regular Shara Tam, you would need a Shmir Mula, but this is already a Shara Mood, so for the whole Nazak Shalom, a Shmir of Chusa should be enough. There it is. He holds Sad Tamas from Koyme Medis, which by the way is also Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. So he holds like both of those Rabbi Yehudas. But you're also telling me one second that you pay Chatsi Nezak Migufay Al Yudei and Apatropis. I thought in the Mishnah and Aleph, you don't. Oh, Savalak Rabbana. Not like Yudim and Kusa and Sumchis. Not like the Stam Mishnah and Aleph. He also you pay Chatsi Nezak. So that's based on those three Shitas. That Shmir Abchusa for Muad, Shmir Abu for a time. Sad Tamas from Koyme Medis. And Mamid and Apatropis. That's how you have Shitas Rabbi Yaakov. Who said this? Rava. So who's coming? You mean to tell me that this whole Rabbi Yaakov, it's a fancy shtakotar, but it's based on him holding like Rabbi Yehuda with this and Rabbi Yehuda with that, as if to say, he is really Shittas Rabbi Yehuda. It's almost like Rabbi Yehuda's midaber mitoich groinoy shal Rabbi Yaakov. Said, Abaya, don't you know that they argue? I mean, don't you know there's another b'raisa where this Rabbi Yaakov is mentioned? And in that other b'raisa, Rabbi Yaakov is not the only Tana mentioned. Rabbi Yehuda is also mentioned. And in that price, Rabbi Yehuda is chaylik with Rabbi Yaakov. Don't you know? You don't know there's a machlik. It's about time you learned to the price. If you have a shor, that's Rabbi Yehuda mechayiv. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaakov, So what does it sound like? It sounds like Rabbi Yehuda holds you pay nezek sholen. And Rabbi Yaakov holds you pay chatzin nezek. If that's the case... There's a machloikis, Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda. So how could Rabbi Yaakov be rooted in Rabbi Yehuda if I have a Mufurish Abrais so where Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda actually argued in this halacha? Amar Rabbi Barula, so Rabbi Barula said a very simple answer. Masha Mechayev, Rabbi Yehuda, Pirish Rabbi Yaakov. It's not a machloikis, not two opinions. Rabbi Yaakov is being Mefarish Rabbi Yehuda. He's explaining Shittas Rabbi Yehuda. He's saying this, that Rabbi Yehuda said, Chayev, you want to know what he meant? He meant Chayev, Chatzinezek. Based on all the shtikl Torah that we just mentioned, says the Gemara, Now Abaya asked on Rava, how could you tell me that Rabbi Yaakov is really Shittas Rabbi Yehuda if Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda argue? That means according to Abaya, really there's a machloikis Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Gemara, what is the machloikis? Meaning, according to Abaya, you're going to have to change something. You can't explain the first b'risa of Rabbi Yaakov saying Yechayv Chatzinezek the way Rava did because that's predicated on Shittas Rabbi Yehuda and Abaya holds that Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda are at odds when it comes to this whole Indian. 
So if that's the case, says the Gemara, you are Baya, who hold that there's a machloikis, what is the machloikis? And you are Baya, how are you going to explain the first b'risa? We have two b'risas now, right? We have the original b'risa, Rabbi Yaakov says, then we have the second b'risa, where Rabbi Yaakov again, he says, but here we have a Rabbi Yehuda. And from that second b'risa, you see there's a machloikis, Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yehuda. So you have to know what the machloikis is, and also you have to revisit a shtekol, the original Rabbi Yaakov. So it says, the Gemara, Amalach, Abayah is going to tell you, you want to know what we're talking about, we're talking about, with this shor was a shor amud, and the owner did not watch the shor. Meaning, this was already a regular shor amud, and the apotropos was appointed, like Ahmed Aleph, and there was no shmi, did zero shmir. Rabbi Yaakov saw like Rabbi Yehuda Bechada, Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yehuda a little bit, but he also is chayvik a little bit. Saw like Rabbi Yehuda Bechada, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda with regards to one Allah. Rabbi Yehuda saw that Tzad Tammuz Medes. Rabbi Yehuda holds Tzad Tammuz is B'mkoymer Medes. Rabbi Yaakov agrees that Tzad Tammuz B'mkoymer Medes. However, he argues with him with regards to one point. Rabbi Yehuda saw that Rabbi Yehuda holds that we appoint an apotropos even for a short time, Rabbi Yaakov Sovar, Ein Mamidin, we do not, Veloy Meshalim, and therefore you only have to pay Ela Palga the Muad, the Chatsi Nezak of the Muad. Snabai is going to say that you want to know the Hezbo and the Machloikis we're talking about where this Shar was a Shar Amud, and you didn't watch at all. If it's a Shar Amud and you didn't watch at all, so you should be Chayiv Nezak Shalim. And that's where Rabbi Yehuda holds. Rabbi Yehuda holds, you are Chayiv Nezak Shalim. The reason you chayv nezek shalim is because, what do you mean? It's a sharamud, there was an apotropos, that's the Mishnah of Adalaf. That's easy, right? What does Rabbi Yaakov hold? Rabbi Yaakov holds yichayv chatzin nezek. Because he holds, like Rabbi Yehuda, that sad tamus bim koimoyoy medes. And because he holds sad tamus bim koimoyoy medes, see, he holds that every sharamud you also have to see as a shartam. And being that Bezin doesn't appoint an apotropos for a tam, so even when they appointed for an apotropos, you only pay chatzin nezek. Because the chatzin nezek of tam, you're not going to pay because that chatzinezek doesn't go away because sad Thomas from Koyemedes. So if that's the case, you're going to pay chatzinezek. Which chatzinezek? Not the chatzinezek of the time. You're going to pay the chatzinezek of the mood. Rabbi Yehuda holds that sad Thomas that happens to be his shita in Baba Kama, but that doesn't affect us here because he holds that peasants mamidin lahen apetropis even for a short time. Rabbi Yehuda holds Bezin is not Maimed and Apotropos for a short time. Being that Bezin is not Maimed and Apotropos for a short time, so therefore you can't be Chayef for the Tzad time, even in the Mu'id, because Rabbi Yaakov is Sovalak, Rabbi Yehuda Bechado, that Tzad Tamos matters. Why then are you Chayef Chatzinezek? You're Chayef Chatzinezek for the Tzad of Mu'id. So the bottom line is, is we have a Machloikis between Abaye and Rav held to understand the machloikis between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaakov. Shorosh nelcher shoyt v'kot and shenogach, Rabbi Yehuda mechayev, Rabbi Yaakov oimer, you pay chatzin ezek. According to Rav, what's the machloikis? There is no machloikis. Everybody is in agreement. Hachab ma'yaskin on the case is where the shor was already a shor amud, where it's the owner did a shmira pchusa, he did not do a shmira mu'ula, Everyone holds Yechayev Chatzinezek, and the reason everyone holds Yechayev Chatzinezek is because on the Tzad Mu'id, you did a good Shmira, you can't be Chayev for. Even though the Shor is Bechevtza, Shor Amur, but Tzad Tam was from Koymir and Medes for the Tzad Tam, you would have had to have done a Shmir Ma'ula. And even though we're dealing with an Apotropos, Bezin's mind been an Apotropos, the Bechatzinezek. 
Even Migufa, if you're a Shartam, therefore what you're going to be Chayev is, you're going to be Chayev. Like everybody agrees with this. There's no Machlokes. This is what everybody agrees. The first Braisa that Rabbi Yaakov said, you pay Chatzinezek, this was the case. This is clearly a Chiddush. It's based on a whole bunch of Hanochos. And that's what's going on over here. According to Abaya, the Machlokes, Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yudha is a Machlokes. According to Rabbi Yudha, you pay Nezek Shalim. According to Rabbi Yaakov, you pay Chatzinezek. What's the case? The cases were again where Bezin appointed Apatropis. It was a Sharamuid. And the owner did not do any Shmira at all. Because he didn't do any Shmira, so Rabbi Yehuda says that you have to pay. You're Chayev to pay a full fledged Nazik Shalim. Rabbi Yaakov says you only pay Chatzin Nazik. Why? Because he holds Sat Tamos Pim Koimir Medes, which Rabbi Yehuda also held. However, he holds that Bezin is not Maimon and Apatropis. When it comes to pay Chatzin Ezek Megufoy, and being that Bez is not Maimon Apatropis to pay Chatzin Ezek Megufoy, so it's for that reason you're only going to pay Chatzin Ezek. Which Chatzin Ezek are you going to pay? You're going to pay the Chatzin Ezek of Muad. So, by the way, there's a lot of nafkeminis between Abayah's Mahalach and Rav's Mahalach. Hatzad Ashovish of is that they're both hard. But there are nafkeminis, and the really big takeaway nafkeminis is when Rabbi Yaakov says you pay Chatzin Ezek, which Chatzin Ezek are you paying, right? You're paying the Chatzin Ezek of Tam. Or are you paying the Chatzinezik of Muid? Either way, says the Gemara. A postscript to all of this. Amalei Rav Acha Bar Abay the Rabino. Rav Acha Bar Abay told Rabino. Bishloim el Abayah. according to Abayah. The Amar Pligi, who held that there was a machloikis between Rav Yaakov and Rav Yehuda. Shaper, then it's good. El the Rava, but according to Rava, the Amar Loi Pligi, who says that there's really no Machloikis, Adam Moiki Lovemuid. So why then did he have to say that the case of the Brises are talking about with a Shar was a Muid, Nukma Batam, just say it's talking about a Shar Tam, Ilar Ab Yehuda, the Avalei Shmir Pchusa, and it's talking about a short time. The Gemara's going to be a little wordy now. But it's like a run-on sentence now. And it's a short time where you didn't do the proper shmir. Now, what's the proper shmir for a short time? According to Rabbi Huda, that holds that a Shartam requires a Shmira Mu'ula. So be talking about where you did a Shmira Pchusa, which is not the proper Shmira, but you didn't do the Shmira Mu'ula. And either of Blazav and Yaakov, the Leovale Shmira Klal. And according to Blazav and Yaakov, that holds that even a Shartam, a Shmira Pchusa is enough of a Shmira, it'll be talking about where you didn't do a Shmira at all. The Tanya, what's the Makar to Blazav and Yaakov, is all part of the run on sentence, right? We didn't catch our breath yet. That even a Shartam that does a Shmira Pchusa is going to be potent. In other words, What's the kasha? The kasha is that why is it that we needed to make an akimta according to Rava that we're talking about a sharamuid? Why couldn't you make the akimta of the Bryce's more simple that we're talking about a shartam? And the way Rav Acha Barabaya asked his kasha was Bishloim, meaning Bishloim, the Abaya, the Omar Pligi, that is Machloikis, Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yudah, I understand, it's good. El Rava, but according to Rava, who said there's no Machloikis, so why does it have to be talking about a Shara Muid? Let it be talking about a Shara Tam. So I think it's Kedai to see Rashi. Rashi, Dibra Maschal, Bishloim, the Abaya, the Omar Pligi Shafik, because the Gemara really doesn't explain what the Kasha is. Says the Gemara, says Rashi, Bishloim, the Abaya, the Omar Pligi Shafik, Moiki Law, Bimuid, the Masisa Kamaisa. You had to make this funny Akimta, right? We said the two Akimtas was super duper Akimtas. I understand, according to Abai, why you needed the Akimta. You couldn't simply say that when Rabbi Yaakov says, it's talking about a regular Shartan. 
Shnehizik and Yechayiv Chatsi Nezik. Why can't you say that? The betam lekulu ukma la'ashmiidin demamidin apetropas l'tam. Meaning, why can't it just be talking about a regular short time and let the chiddush be that bez in his mind that an apetropas for a short time? They should be chayiv chatsi nezek. The reason you can't say that in the first brayso is doshamina lebemasisa basrayso doma emamidin because you see from the second brayso that really bezdin is not maimit. Where do you see that bezdin is not maimit in the gemara's cheshbon of making? The machloikis between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaakov work, this was something that the Gemara was forced to say. Hilkach al karchach kamaisa nami bemuid. Must be then the first price is talking about a muid. Voloi natre klal, you didn't watch it. Mesham chatzinez, like the muadois. Meaning, according to Abaya, we are for sure the second price was talking about a shor hamuid. And from there we backed in that the shita of Rabbi Yaakov is that you don't pay. That Besson is not Maimon Apatropolis. So, if that's the case, I understand why the first Brysa couldn't simply be talking about a short time. The second Brysa is a Gilui on the first Brysa that we must be talking about this case. Because if we're not. The, the first Brysa said that Shosh Acher Shoyt of a Koton Shenogach, Rabbi Yaakov holds Yechayv Chatzinazak. The simplest way to understand this Brysa would have been just say it's talking about a short time. And the Chiddush is that Besson is Maimon Apatropolis to pay Chatzinazak Megufoy. So the question is why didn't the Gemara simply say that? That's Rabbi Kasha. See, he says, according to Abayo, I understand it. Because according to Abayo, there's a second Brysa. And in the second Brysa, there's also a Shittas Rabbi Yehuda. And Shittas Rabbi Yehuda is that you pay Nezak Shalim. So obviously you're talking about a Sharamud. So if the second Brysa is talking about a Sharamud, the first Price is also talking about Ashar Amud. It's the same sheet as Rabbi Yaakov, and that's why he didn't want to be Mikim, the first price, in such a simple way. According to Rava, there is no Machloikis. And being that according to Rava, there's no Machloikis, and really everybody holds that Bezdin is Maimid and Apitropis for a short time, and that's the Chatzi Nezek that you pay. So why couldn't you just say that? Why do you have to tell to me in a case where the shor was a shor amud and you did a shmira that's a good shmira for the shor amud? It's not a good shmira for the shor time. And kamash malot sad tamus from kormei madness. And as a result, you're going to be chay of the chatzinezik for the shor time. Why do you have to make that a kimto? Just tell me pasht that for a shor time you're going to be chay of So bishlam according to Abaya with his amachloikis, and you see from Rav Yehuda that we're talking about a shor amud. So we need the case of mud. So you need the case of mud. It's about you have to learn that that's what's going on over here. We're dealing with a Shara Mood. So Yaakov is saying halacha regarding a Shara Mood. It's a harder kimta, but that's obviously what he's talking about. But according to Rava, there really is no machloikis. And this no machloikis is really at the end of the day, this halacha of chatzin nezek is, is that you pay chatzin nezek for a Shara Mood where there was an apotropis. And the reason you, which chatzin nezek do you pay based on the kimta, the chatzin nezek of Tam? Which is basically telling me that an apotropis pays chatzin nezek tam migufoy. Well, if that's really the punchline of the sugya, that an apotropis pays chatzin nezek migufoy for a short time, so just tell me that aloch in a simple case. Just tell me an apotropis, shor shachar shayt v'katon, nagach, he pays chatzin nezek. Why does the case have to be where it was a Shara Mood and he did a shmira pchusa, so you don't have to worry about the tzad mood. All you have to worry about is the tzad tam. Isn't that's like such a backwards, confusing way of telling me something that at first glance would be very, very simple. That is the Gemara's kasha, right? And just the fear rise. The hokamashmol and Rabbi Yaakov, the mamidin la apetropis tam likvays megufay. That would have been the punchline. The punchline would have been what it is anyways. So if that is really at the end of the day, what's going on here? So just tell me that alocha. Why are you telling it to me in such a funny way? Now. The emphasis is right when we started the Gemara, not to make this harder than it has to be, but when we started the Gemara, so the Gemara heard Rabbi Yaakov's halacha. And the Gemara said, what's going on over here? Is it talking about a short time? The Gemara said, pshita. 
So the Gemara immediately had a habamina that that's shot in this price. But the Gemara immediately rejected it. So now all of a sudden the Gemara is coming back to what the Gemara dismissed with a flick right at the beginning of the Sugya. So Tais asked that Kasha. It's the bottom Taisvis. And really, the way Tais asked the Kasha is what changed in the last 10 lines? I mean, a lot happened. But what changed as it relates to this Kasha? It seems like something changed that's very acutely Nagaya, the Pshita, that the Gemara asked, right? But Chilas Asugya, it's an Ayin Shabbat. Either way, what's the Gemara's Tarot? It's a pretty simple Tarot. It's Amalei Hachi Kamar, Chodet Isbe Tarti. Meaning, the Gemara's talking here, Balash Mishon a little bit. But you're right. In theory, the Gemara and Rava could have been Mikeim the Brysa like that. But instead of being Mikeim the Brysa like that, Rava wanted to be Mikeim the Brysa in a way where it would teach me not just one Chiddush, and that is the Bezin's Maimon and Apetrobus for a short time to pay me Kufai, but to teach me another Chiddush as well. That Zad Tabas from Koymer Medes, and that a Shmir Prus is a good Shmir for Shar Amud, but it's not a good Shmir for Shar. Tam, there are other chidushim that emerge from the way Rav explained it, and therefore he said it the way he said it. But Anachanami, if all we wanted to focus and zero in on was whether or not Bezim would be Maimon and Apatropos for a short time, there was a much easier and there was a much simpler way of saying this. One last Gemara, Ravina Amar. Ravina said, so what's the context? What's Ravina coming to explain? So, if we go back to the Cheshman, we had a price. So, Shoshal Cheshit Vachat Shenogach. Rabbi Yaakov has to pay Chatzin Ezek. Rabbi Yaakov, what did he do? No, Rabbi Yaakov says you have to pay Chatzin Ezek. Good. Chatzin Ezek, the Gemara said, why? Pshita, doesn't make sense. Said the Gemara, a whole super duper ekimta. Right? Rabbi said, it's talking about where it was a Shara Muid. Bezin appointed an Apitrops. He did a Shmir. Pchuzi Hindu a Shmir Ula. Snovelak Rabbi Yehuda, there are different levels of Shmir for Tama Muid. Snovelak Rabbi Yehuda, Tzad Tamas from Kamei Medes. And also, he holds that Bezin's Mamid and Apatropos Latam Lik Vois Migufa. Right? That was the Chesh. Abaya told Rava, it's very nice to Taira. But you basically tell me Rabbi Yaakov's whole sheet is based on Rabbi Yehuda. I know for a fact that Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda argued this point. There's another Braissa. Where Rabbi Yehuda said Yechayv Chatzinezek Shalom, and Rabbi Yaakov has argued with him, and he said Yechayv Chatzinezek. According to you, the whole Rabbi Yaakov is predicated on Rabbi Yehuda. How could it be that Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda Gufa argued this point? Right? This was Abaya's Kasha. Because it is. Abaya has a whole different mahalach. It's Shnitas Rabbi Yaakov. So the Gemara now is going to give another teretz to how Rava, meaning, why is it another teretz? Because what was Rava's teretz? Rava's teretz was that, really, there's no machloikis. Rabbi Yaakov was coming to be Matharish Rabbi Yehuda. So now the Gemara is going to say another teretz. How you can make that b'raisa work with Shnitas Rava. Ravina Amar, Rishus Mishane Ikebenayu. The machloikis is Rishus Mishana. Whether when the animal goes from one person's Rishus to another person's Rishus, does that change the halacha or does that not change the halacha? And the case is, the have a mood, Vinispakach Hacheresh, or Vinistafa Shaita, Vihigdala Koton. Meaning the case of Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yaakov that they were arguing was a different case. It wasn't the Shosh Hacheresh Shaita Vakoton where it's still a Hacheresh Shaita Vakoton. It's talking about where now it's okay already. And now it was Mazak for the first time. Rabbi Huda Savar. Rabbi Yehuda holds like Rabbi Yossi held in the Mishnah, and Rabbi Yossi held in the Brisa on the top of Lama Tess on the base, that we look at the Shah, we don't care that it changed Rishos. And being that we don't care that it changed Rishos, therefore you're going to pay Nazim Shalit. Rabbi Yaakov Savar, Rishos Mishana, he had like Rameyer in the Mishnah and in the Brisa, that you only pay Chatzin Nezek, and mean that you only pay Chatzin Nezek, because the Rishos is Mishana, that's why he says Chatzin Nezek. So the Rabbi Yaakov Brisa that says you pay Chatzin Nezek, 
And the Machloikis, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaakov, whether you pay Nezik Shalom, even though they're both discussing a Shor, Shachar, Shaitv, it's not the same case. The Bryson is talking about with the Shor was Taka, a Shor, of a Shaitv, And the case is the way Rav explained it. And the second Bryson that mentions a Machloikis, Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda, is talking about where it was a Shaitv, but now he's no longer a Shaitv, now it's Shaitv that first time. The question is when it's Shaitv that first time, do we tack on its tendency that it had up until now, which seems very, very reasonable, or Rishus Mishana, this Chiddush that Rabbi Meir holds in our sugi, Rishus Mishana, that is the Machloikis between Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda, exhale of a very, very intense stuff. So we said that the raid was going to be a little bit light, and it, it is, and not just that, but it's Dovah Be'itay Matay. So, it's Yodua, the Medrash, in Parshas Bereshis, that says, the second passing in the Torah. Rab Shimon ben Lakish, Rab Shimon ben Lakish, he said that this pasik is a description of what the world was like in the beginning of creation, but also hidden in it is the different malchios, the different nations that we're going to give the Yidin Tzoros throughout the generations. When it says, It's referring to the nation of Bavel. Who destroyed the first place of Mikdash. They were the first nation to take the Jewish people into Golas. When it says, It's referring to the Malchus of Madai. As it says, It's referring to Haman and Achashverosh and Dayovesh and Koresh. It's that Malchus. The Choshech, when it says Choshech, the Malchus Yavan. It's referring to the Malchus of Yavan. That caused the Yidin's eyes to not be able to see. They brought darkness through their Gzeros. Because Yavan used to tell the Yidin, Kiss for Al Karen Ashar, right on the horn of an ox, that you have no Shaykhis in Eloke Yisrael. And finally, when it says Al Pnei Sahim, the Malchus Arishah, it's referring to the Roman Empire whose evil has no end, there's no gvul, literally, it just goes on and on and on, just like the Tahim does. But this Pasik is referring to the four Malchias. Everybody knows this Chazal, that the Yavanim, amongst the many terrible decrees that they had imposed, one of them was, that I want you to write on the horn of an axe, The truth is, this Medrash is also a Yerushalmi, a Masechtis Chagiga. The Rambam, in one of his letters, when he talks about how depraved and how horrible the Xeris of the Greeks were, he singles this out, that they used to say, and the truth is, the Medrash singled it out. And this is a Medrash plea. At first glance, it's Sarah What does that even mean? And why did they want that it should be written in Dafka al So the Helik of Nei 
in Chaydesh Kislev, and the Bnei Soscha, after he says what he says, says, Shuv Matzasi, I found that the Megala Mukais, in this week's Parshim, Parshim's Mikei says the same exact thing. Says that the Gemara said, Andaf Lamed Chesamad Aleph, we saw this in yesterday's Daf. Vikvar Sholcha Malchus Roimi, Shnei Sardioitios, Eitzel Chachme Yisrael. The Malchus of Roimi, some have the Girsa, the Malchus Harisha, sent two officers to the Chachme Yisrael. They said, Limdunu Tayraschem, I want you to teach me your Torah. So they sat down with a bunch of rabbis and they learned the Torah. Vishanu and then they chazed. Vishilshu and then they learned it a third time. Vishaspetiras when they got up ready to leave. Amrulahem. So they gave their report. They said diktaknu bechol teiraschem. We went through the entire Torah. Torah shabiksav. Torah shabalpet. Ve'emesu and it's true. Chutz midavarze. There's one thing that we don't think is emes. Sha'atem oimrim. You hold shersha Yisrael shenogach shersha kenani poter. And shall Kanani Shinogach Shoshal Yisrael Bain Tam Ben Muid Mishalim Nazik Shalim. A Shoshi Yisrael that Shtois is a Shoshal Kanani. That's the Mishan Daflamid Zainamid Beis. Dalach is your potter. But if the Shor of a Kanani Shtois is a Shoshal Yisrael, even if it's a Shor Tam, you're going to pay Nazik Shalim. And they asked Alam the Shakasha. They said, Mamar of Shach. E Re'eu Dafka. If you darshan the word Re'eu, which seems to exclude a Kanani from the parish of Shor Shenogach, then I feel the Kanani Kinogach the Yisrael lifted. Then even if a Kanani Shor Shtois it should be put. And if the word Reyeu is Lavdavko, so then there's no exclusion of the Kanani. Then I feel the Yisrael Kinogach the Kanani Lachayit. Either way, they told the Yidden, I'm not even interested in hearing your answer because it's not true. But the only thing I'll tell you is, we're going to keep this secret between friends. We're not going to go and let the Malchus know about this because if we would tell the Malchus, you know that you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So says the and said the Megala Mukais that you see from this Gemara that this Indian that Shorsha Yisrael Shenogach Shoshal Knani is Potter, but Shorshal Knani Shenogach Shoshal Yisrael is Chayev really, really bothered the Sardiotos. It really, really bothered the Umay Sa'ila because they felt that it was discriminatory and really it was something that very, very much emphasized the Lahavdul Ben Yisrael Amen. And to the point that they said from the Gantzah Torah, every Shtukl Torah, we're willing to be Makabal. But this is one thing in the Torah that we don't believe is true. So it's for that reason when the Yavanim opposed their Xeris. And the Yisoyed of their Xeris were to try to convert the Jews so that they should be like the Yavanim themselves. They were trying Kiyodua in Svarim Akdoshim to take down the Mechitza between Yisrael and Anim. So they took the mitzvah that they believed more than any other symbolizes the fact that there's a difference between a Yid and a God. So they said, kiss for al Karen Ashar. Why the Karen Ashar? As in the Baba Kama Karen Ashar. Take that Karen Ashar. The Kiyigach, where it says in the Torah that there's a chiluk between a Shor Shenogach, between a Yisrael and a Knani, and right on that, She'elachem chiluk belikei Yisrael. But the reason they chepit with the Karen Ashar was because of Baba Kamafe. It was related to this halacha, and it was related to this Gemara. This is what the Bnei Soscha says, and this is what the Megal Amukah says. But the truth is, at the end of the day, what's Pashup Shat? Meaning, obviously, the Svar Maktoishon being Megalotas, an Indian. But what's the Pshutoishon Mikro? Why is it that the Yuvanim said, Kisvulachem al Karen Ashar? Why Dafka? on the Karen Ashar. So if you look at the Mepharshah Medrash, the Pirish Marzu, Rashi on the Medrash, if you look at the Mepharshah Yerushalmi, if you look at the Svarim Akdoshim, the Noidim Yehuda says this in one of his drushes, 
The Pashib Shad is, is that they were trying to invoke the Cheta Ego. The Cheta Ego was a Shar, it was an Ego. And the idea of saying, Kisful Lachem, Al Keren Achar, Shein Lachem, Chelak Belike Yisrael, it was based on, you don't remember the Cheta Ego? And I want you to write on the Keren Achar, as in the Ego, Shein Lachem, Chelak Belike Yisrael. The question is, what's the Oymek? What's the Tief guy? I think the Tief guy is as follows. What was the objective of the Yavonim? What did the Yavonim want? Chanukah 101. So we know the Mishnah brings in Hilchas Chanukah in Simen Tafresh Ayin that on Purim there's a mitzvah to be mar, but Besuda Adulayada, right? But on Chanukah you don't find that there's such a mitzvah. All the Hanukkah parties that everybody goes to, these are all fine, but you should know they're not Suda's mitzvahs. They're Suda's Arishos, Shall I cover them with Mishta Then the Ramah says, could be there's a little bit of an Indian to have Suda's. But Poshnipshat, there's a mitzvah to have Mishta Vesimcha on Purim, but not a Hanukkah. So the Mishabura quotes the Lavosh that says that the reason is because the Gzeira of Haman, which brought and ushered in the miracle of Purim was exera on the bodies, on the guf of the Yidin. It was lahashmid, laharig, laabed, minarva, adzokin, tavanashim, yon echad. Right? That was the idea. It was to eradicate. It was a final solution. It was genocide. That there should be no Jews left in the world. What was the exera of the Yavanim? The exera of the Yavanim was never against the guf of the Jew. It was against the soul of the Jew. It was against the neshama of the Jew. It was It was the terrible decrees. It was the terrible gzeres. It was the shema. That's what it was. So being that the gzeres was never on the guf, the way we celebrate Hanukkah is not by enhancing our guf. It's to the contrary. It's by enhancing our soul, our neshama. My Hanukkah, the Svar Makdashim, say to Tuni Rabuna. Hanukkah is, you're supposed to sin alert. Right? That's what it is. It's about the neshama, because that's what the gzeres was. The gzeres was... So how did the Yivanim do this? Right? How did they go about this? You say the Nalanisim, Lashkicham But how? So they attacked the Jews from many different angles. They tried getting the Yidin with the intellectualism of Athens, right? the Greek culture. They attacked the Yidin with the physicality and the Hellenism and the hedonism of Sparta. And to a very large degree, it was very, very successful. Golis Yovim goes down as one of the four Goliaths, and it was very, very bad. There were a lot, a lot, a lot of Jewish tragedies. And it really, really was very, very tragic. Stating that, there were a lot of Yidin that fought, and they were able to overcome the Eight Sahara. They weren't dispelled from the Achri Levavchem and from the Achri Enechem, and they were somehow able to overcome. So the Yavonim had, had to dig deeper into their arsenal, and they had to pull out something that would knock out even those Jews that were willing to overcome the temptation. So you know what they did? They told the Yidin, I understand, you're very devout, you're very pious, you're able to overcome all your evil inclinations. And you also believe in creation, and you believe in the revelation, and you believe that you know, God revealed himself to the world and said, etc., etc., but don't you know a little Jewish history? Don't you know that right after the Yidim were Makabal the Torah, they worshipped the eagle? And the minute they worshipped the eagle, it was over. You think you can bounce back from the Chet the eagle? It's not Shaykh in the Velt. Aluva When you think about it, you learn a little bit the Svar Maktoshim of the Chet the eagle, it's impossible to come back from that. It is not Shaykh. So they told the Yidin, I understand you're holding a little bit. 
The Karen Ashar is the reminder that you have no Shaykh as Yisrael. It's not Shaykh. Because it can't be that after the Chet Egel, you're still the Amanifcher. And by the way, we find that Moshe Rabbeinu had to be mispal after the Chet Egel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that you shouldn't change us for another nation. The Tfilos Moshe Rabbeinu says for the Yidden after the Chet Egel, he never said prior. And the reason is because he understood after the Chet Egel, it's very, very Yutachim, we're not coming back. But that's what the Ebishan said, I'm done, let's start all over again. Because really, sure as I think that's the way it should have been. And that's what the Yivana were doing. They were messing with the psyche of the Yid. They told the Yid, you have no shaykhis. What? I understand you have all the right intentions, but don't you realize you worship the Chet Egel? And because you worship the Chet Egel, so this is something you have no shaykhis to. Oh, but the emphasis, they were wrong. And it's a Mufurish Gemara. The Gemara is a Masechtis Brachis, Taflamid Beis Amid Beis. It's a beautiful Gemara. The Pasuk says, it's a Pasuk in Yeshaya, Vatoymet Sion Azovani Hashem, Vashem Shechechoni. Sion says, Hashem has forsaken me. Hashem forgot me. Kodesh Baruch Hu responds, and he says, You think I forgot you, Sion? Hasishkach Isha Ula Meirachem Ben Bitna? Does a mother forget her child? Gam Eile Tishkachno, Vonoichi Loyashkachi. Sion says, Azovani Hashem, Vashem Shechechoni. Says the Kodesh Baruch Hu, possible. Mother doesn't forget her child. How do you think it's Shaykh that I'm going to forget you? It's okay, he'll give you that Klai Yisrael said, Vatoy Matzien, Azavani Hashem, Vashem Shechechoni. So what was Hashem's response? Hasishkach Isha Ula, Amra Kadosh Baruch Hu, Klum Eshkach Oilois Eilam, Upitrei Rechamim Shekrafta, Lafane Bamidbar. How could I forget the Ula? Not the Ula, the Ula. I can't forget the carbon Ula. I can't forget all the carbonates that you brought. Amra Lafane, everybody in the Shalaylam. Hoyo ve'en Shikha, Lifnei Chisicha Vedecha. Being that there's no Shikha, Shemaloi Sishkach Li Maiso Egel. Maybe you're not going to forget the Maiso Egel either. Oh my law. Sakhadosh Baruch Hu told Kness Yisrael, Gam Eile Sishkach. You're right, I don't forget. Oh, but there's one thing I do forget. Eile. You know what Eile is, Rashi? Eile Lehecha Yisrael. I forget the chet egg. This I'm willing to forget. I'm a little fun of rebuying the shalom. Hoyl v'yeshik chalif nechisach v'edachol. So you tell me the rishik because I'm getting nervous again. Shem esishkach li ma'isa sinai. Maybe you're going to forget ma'isa sinai. I'm a love v'anoichi lo yeshkachech. So Rashi anoichi Hashem aloykecha. That's not something I'm going to forget. But there's one thing David says, I forget. This one thing, Gam one thing and one thing only. The Chet Ego, Akadosh Baruch Hu says, that's something I'm willing to forget. The Yavonim with timing that I understand you have all the good intentions, but you're wasting your time. Kisful Achem Al Karen Ashar, that you have no Chelik by Likei Yisrael. Elikei Yisrael, by the way. Eleh Elohecha Yisrael. You have no shaykhis Elikei Yisrael because you said Eleh Elohecha Yisrael. You worship the Egel and the Ebesha doesn't forget. But what the Yivonim didn't understand is that's true. That's true. Obegam That there is something that the Egam Tishkochach. There is something the Ebesha says I do forget. And that one thing is the Chet Egel. So my Hegish was that really this time of the Yivonim I think is something that people live with. Meaning people go through life and they have their proverbial Chet Egel, whether it's an Aveira that's mamish like the Chet Egel, or at the very least, they feel that maybe they're at a point where, Lamaisa, Lamaisa, where do I have a Shaykhis to having a Chelek Be'elike Yisrael? And that Tznasa Yetzer is telling every single person, Kisfu al Karen Ashar, take your Karen Ashar, take your Chet Egel, and write on it, She'en Lochem Chelek Be'elike Yisrael. Because when a person feels that he has no chelik by Yisrael, 
then he, he can have all the right intentions of the world. He could be motivated to be Mekayim Lo Athens doesn't impress him and Sparta doesn't impress him. And he's ready to fight But at the same time, but at the same time, if he feels that he has a Karen Ashar was licked him of Zion hearts and engraved in that Karen Ashar that's very, very hard to get by. And the emphasis is that that is a very powerful tool and it's something that Yovan used. Ad kedei kach, v'choyshach zei Yovan, she'echshichu e'neim shal Yisrael b'gzeiru e'seyem. And what was the choyshach of their gzeirus? They were able to mess, not just with the goof of the Yid, and not just with the neshom of the Yid, but with the psyche of the Yid. And they said, kiss for l'chem al keren ha'shor, right on the keren ha'shor, she'en l'chem chelik b'lekei Yisrael. Because if the Yid thinks he has no chelik b'lekei Yisrael because of his proverbial keren ha'shor, he has no chance. Oh, but the MS is that that was all the choyshech. It was all the choyshech. When a Yid lives in darkness, that's what he thinks. That's choyshech. That's choyshech. But a Yid that's living in Ar, he understands that's not the way it is. Because although it's true, he ain't shikcha lifnei chisei chivaydecha. And that's MS. The Abish doesn't forget. But there's one exception to the rule. The one exception to the rule is gam eile tishkachna. Abish says, the chet eagle that I forget. Meaning, the Karen Ashar, that's something I forget. And Emesis, the Gemara says in Avay Dazar, Davdawad Amid Beis, it's a famous Gemara. The Gemara says, really, the Yidin, if you think about it, should not have worshipped the Egel. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. So why did it happen? It was all orchestrated from above. Hashem wanted the Yidin to sin, so that the Ebishta could say these words, Gam So that a Yid, whoever will do an Aveiro, even a Rabbim, a Tzibur that are not behaving, they're going to say, I have Shaykhist Alikei Yisrael. No way. Think about all the, it's not possible. So the Ebishta, I forgot Gam I forgot the Chet Egel. This is something that I'm willing to forget as well. But the bottom line is, is that the Choyshech of Yovan is messing with the Yid. It's doing everything it could possibly do. It's the guf to a degree. It's the Neshama to a very, very large degree. It's even the psyche of the Yid. Don't forget the Chet Egel. Don't you realize? But that's all the Choyshech. The R, the R is... That gam sishkachna. The truth is, the word eila, right? Gam eila sishkachna. Eila's begematria thirty-six. Maybe that's a little bit of a remez to the lamed vavneiros of Chanukah. That the oil of Chanukah, which lights up the choshek, it allows a person to see clearly. And when you see clearly, you understand. In kol dava oimet bifnei atshuva ad kedei kach that the Eved says, I am willing to forget. In shikchol bifnei chisich v'nechol. But at the same time, when it comes to when it comes to this, it's gam eila sishkachna. Eila is eila lihechi yisrael. Eila is the lamed vavneiros chanukah because when this is R, this is something that we're able to see clearly.